So uh, we just want to throw out a quick reminder that we are filming and we will probably be filming from live locations. So excuse the background noise, but this is a community effort. And if we're not out in our community uh, being uh, activists for the men's health movement and getting guys healthy, you know, we really feel like we're doing our community a disservice. Yeah, I mean, it's of equal importance to us. Like, um, so we'll have the quality audio coming. We have we have spaces set aside to deliver, you know, content that you guys can hear, listen to, podcast, video, podcast format. But the Poorhouse and Gingerbeard Coffee have been one of the establishments in the Tampa Bay area that. I mean, they've opened, up our, they've opened up our doors every time. They're sponsoring. They offer prizes. Everything they can offer to help support men's health, they've done. So we're really happy to be here. Uh, great setup. We've got the bar scene behind us. You're going to hear people in the back. Uh, we appreciate you guys sticking in there, listening to the video, and uh, appreciate your understanding all, yeah. while we're trying to do this. It's a community effort, man. It really is. And uh, it's going to take – it takes a village to uh, to raise a prostate. Hey guys, uh, Men's Health Unscripted with you here again, and we think it's important to talk a little bit about the history of men's health and why us as men are kind of stuck in this odd, almost purgatory-like state. It's a weird time. People people know about it, but they're not aware of it. Yeah, why don't we just tell you why, and maybe it'll make a little bit more sense as to the state of men's health and how much room there is to grow. So I'll get yeah. some started with some yeah. men's health history. Steven's got some great stuff to talk about as far as policy. And then we're going to recap with a fantastic interview we have for you next time. So first of all, let's talk about the history. So men's health, like the real history of men's health started right around the World War II era. Uh, before World War II, um, God, you're going far back here. Yeah, I know, right? And that's where that's where you that's where it's where your research started all the way huh? back. Yeah, all and right. so men before that were the primary breadwinners of a home, and you know women didn't really work that much. They were relegated to that's just the way it was. To yeah, domestic yeah. duties, yeah. yeah. And we're more than you know we we love the fact that women are out there and empowered, and we're just kind of trying to catch guys up as far as the health empowerment. That that we feel like we need. I mean, the, when, the proactivity. You mean women by, are by more taking, prostate than us? Uh, yeah, no it's doubt, just, no doubt. By taking by taking care of yourselves and you know being on top of your health in general, overall health. Uh, guys definitely need a kick in the ass yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So history of men's health started around the World War II era, where you know the boys were off in Europe fighting a war, and women saved the United States essentially by joining the workforce. I mean, we've seen the all the the posters of, you know, women yeah, yeah. getting it getting after it in the factories. I mean, really holding America down. You know, while the guys were On fighting. The home war. Front, yeah. 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 And so as that progressed, I mean Yeah, how does this translate to so to women health. gained a lot more autonomy and the advent of birth control came out and they were really incentivized to go to the doctor. And so when the boys came home from war, you know, women had all this autonomy and liberation kind right. of beginning a totally to different really, perspective on it, really okay. beginning to take hold where guys kind of already had that. And so, but we weren't incentivized any longer to go to the doctor. Do you think we're incentivized now to go to the doctor? Absolutely not. No, no. 
I mean, other than yeah, I, mean, I, don't, own, I don't disagree with you. Other than your own personal drive, I mean, guys don't even like to get off. I mean, before the days of GPS, maybe I'm right. dating myself a little bit, but guys didn't even get off the interstate to ask for directions. Do you think? I mean, they're not. I mean, before I really got started at pharmacy school, when they made me start getting, physicals, I didn't go get my physical until they forced me to do it. It was, it was about gone. five. It was about five years or something. Um, I didn't really get a comprehensive one either. Yeah. Um, I didn't go to the doctor out. unless my arm was literally falling off at a bad UCL from baseball. And I didn't go to the doctor until my arm was actually almost falling off. Yeah. I mean, so you're, you're, I mean, you, you went way back. You went back 70 years talking yeah. about men's health. And if that's where it started, the movement of women's health and contraceptives and women taking action and, you know, like you said, taking that autonomy and, and using it for the betterment of their health. Where are guys lacking? Because I mean, the information is there. I personally, I don't think it's there enough. The, I think the literacy gap and and what's not being talked about, like we say, the stigmas that are yeah, and well, I guess acting the, as barriers. The big thing is, is you know, not to get too graphic, but when girls hit puberty, yeah, let's try not, let's not do this. They have a pretty defining moment in their life, and they really need to go to the doctor. I mean, this is really starts the OBGYN visits, the primary care visits. Guys don't have that. Like, we don't have right. a, I mean, maybe like. We have a different way of finding out, but. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the the old tent pitched, you know, yeah. under the sheets when you're 13, whatever. But, you know, but that's no, you know, for us, that's really no reason to go to the doctor. And so. Men's health. Let's move on. Yeah. So let's, anyways, let's get to men's health. So anyways, um, and if you really look at, you know, how far women's, the women's health movement has come, it seems that a lot of the healthcare field is driven towards women. When you go to the doctor, it's usually like pastel room. It's very soft and, and comforting. And to that degree, there's usually daytime TV. I mean, when you're talking about men's health, you're not like, Hey, I'm going to sign in my paperwork. Yeah. But I think, I think that's a professional it is. setting for it. I mean, just aesthetically pleasing for what it is. I, I don't, I don't think that it's not. We are in. I don't. I don't think it's not being. Uh, I don't think men are the primary, you know, demographics of a hospital. But oh, no. I think just men in general can be stubborn and just don't want to go. I, yeah. I don't. I mean, unless you have a bar set up like we do here. Well, I mean, like imagine if you. I mean, guys out there, if you could go to a clinic and there's sports on TV. We have that a here at table, right? The men's health clinic. The, the, I don't I mean, know if not, there's sports, not on, sports TV, on TV, but, but it's more of a, a there is a there's men's health clinic. There's yeah. men's health clinics, but I think that I didn't know about that. I didn't know about men's health clinics until I started getting I, into I, I, the no, subject. So I mean, the urology if we don't know about it, yeah, if we yeah. don't know about it, how are they supposed to know right. about it? And okay. so the big thing is like there isn't a clinic that makes guys feel comfortable. And, and talking to a lot of mentors in men's health, right. they feel the same way. Like there isn't somewhere that's just going to be like, hey, sign your sign in. You know, there's a pool table over there. Let me get you a beer. I mean, it's. I don't think it qualifies as a health clinic, but I'll cut you off and say if if you are a doctor, specialist, trying to have one of those clinics, whether in your own area, trying to expand to demographics that are needed, that's fantastic. I mean, you're really on the forefront of that movement. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say that it's not being attempted. No, it's but, not, not being attempted. I mean, there's a certain degree of responsibility that we have to take for our own health care to go to the doctor and we have to find something that motivates us and incentivizes us. And that's kind of what we're trying to bring to you guys. Like right. if, if we're not taking care of our health, it can really spur into our sexual health. I mean, you know, I mean, let's be real. Who doesn't like having sex? I mean, that's fun. Yeah. I mean, I think you're onto you know? something there, you know, and like 
But just all the other things that come with being a man, like what about not being productive at work? That trickles back into the family. I mean, all these things, that, that, that's incentive enough to go to a clinic it's the, it's the top down approach out. it's the top down approach of taking care of yourself and what kind of res- results from that and you know so just to recap like women were in, in a way motivated to a, to a greater degree of taking care of themselves and men don't have that and that's funny because like well not funny but because the the research and stuff like still is trying to catch up to like when i research policy and things that are holding back men's health it's the these staggering statistics of uh, 50% of men over the age of 50 have signs and evidence of EVH. 80% of men over 80 have those signs and symptoms. Uh, 50 to 100% of men will have ED after, uh, I forgot what age, but as you get older, that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it doesn't have to be that way, though. It doesn't have, it doesn't to, have be to be that way, but it is. The fact that men suffer more deaths from tobacco, alcohol, uh, physical violence. I mean, th- those make sense in a cultural standing. But uh, when you look at the, the deaths before 70 years old, the death of men is doubled from that, uh, double that of women, I mean. Uh, so there there are people working on the forefronts to get out there. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it's being talked about to a great enough degree. So if we were to get a men's health movement going globally, fantastic. We'll start with Tampa Bay, but uh, and that, that's kind of the mission we're taking here. Yeah, we're just ready to raise to, awareness for it. We're ready to just and we don't and we don't have the answers. I, I don't I don't have no. the answers. We don't have the what we what we you know convey to to you the viewers is information we've taken from experts. Uh, we put our own spin on to make it you know relatable for you uh, and make it as uncomfortable as possible. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of the take. Uh, the approach we're taking. Absolutely. Uh, That's what we want. We want you to be a little bit uncomfortable, so maybe down the road you're more comfortable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, if you're if you're not uncomfortable enough, try getting a microphone, a camera, and post it on YouTube. Yeah. That's So real quick to just round it up, we have a great interview for you next time. We have Annette Scott of Kodawari Yoga. Uh, she is just a wizard as far as how I'm, the, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited. I love this lady. Yeah. I love her. So. Yeah. She knows so much about the body and, and the benefits of, of doing yoga and practicing and just overall physical movement. It's not necessarily about yoga. And so she can definitely get dig into some of the science behind it and where that relates to men's health. Excited to hear it. Hope you guys are too. Uh, give us a subscribe, thumbs up, comment down below. Agree, disagree. What is men's health mean to you? Love to hear your own experiences, your thoughts. Uh, we'll be coming to you live Be in the area. Be All right, guys. Thanks for checking in.